Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Do 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 We'll stop there. <laughs> Patrick, what's going on, my friend? Uh, it's Monday, holiday. It is. Those folks are off, but I'll be working later. Okay. Gotcha. But, uh, isn't that a day? It's a new day. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. And I'm feeling fine. Indeed, today we record on a holiday because, you know, the rest for the no rest for us is just to, whenever we are able to do it. Kind of rare, too. So, yeah, it's I mean, it's true. True story. Yeah. But this is a very important one, though, for us to discuss, <laughs> not take a week off. Yeah. As I've been waiting for. <laughs> well, I think we all have, but I probably more than a lot. I've been waiting for this one. Today we uh, we have an amazing future presentation because, as everyone knows, unless you lived under a rock, Top Gun Maverick came out. So we are very excited to talk about that one. But only broad strokes because our, our guests that we were trying to align for this particular movie were having to uh, delay due to scheduling. So do broad strokes and then really get into it for a special episode with them. So, very much looking forward to that. Uh, anything new with you, my friend? School's out? Yep, school's out. Tyler's birthday's tomorrow, but she won't be here till the weekend, so. Okay. Got one gift, another one hopefully will be here Friday. And um, we'll try to get her to go see this movie we're about to talk about later. Cause, yes. Because <laughs> when we saw Doctor Strange, they had the, the little sneak Mm-hmm. scene i'm like yeah we gotta come back <laughs> yep. even then i watched it the weekend like yeah yeah even if she doesn't really want to see it yes <laughs> if I got, or if i gotta go by myself <laughs> right yeah there you go well happy early birthday i guess it will be whenever come tomorrow so happy birthday kyle from all of us yep 16 jeez so, <laughs> oh buddy <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, wow yeah, uh, how sweet it is. <laughs> Danger zone for real. It is <laughs> straight up. Yeah. Uh, destination unknown. <laughs> well, coming back to okay. <laughs> I listened to the entire soundtrack. Yeah. Well, I listened to this soundtrack and score, and then I went back and listened to the original, the OG. Top Gun soundtrack and uh, was rocking out to that one too on my way to work. It's awesome. It made me feel young again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nostalgia is an amazing thing. Yeah. Speaking Good of nostalgia, yep. Speaking of nostalgia, <clears throat> uh, I guess we can go ahead and get into TV talk. Uh, we, I mean, we're all good here. I mean, nothing really exciting. Kids got out. Works on vacation with his mom and 
Colorado. They stayed at the Stanley Hotel, dun, 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 which is where the idea for the Overlook Hotel came from. Yeah. So it's a great couple of rooms that are actually haunted, which are two rooms away from their room that they're staying in. So, you know, yeah. Fun times. They're having a great time though in Colorado and Grayson's doing well. Been to the pool already once and she's ready to go again today. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, Ruth and I celebrated our eighth wedding anniversary yesterday. So, yeah, look at us. Go team. Yep. Congrats. (laughs) Thanks. She, uh, she signed in to stick around for another year. It looks like she, she renewed her contract <laughs> year by year now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're locked in for five. And yeah. then after that, it goes, it's got the year extension. Yep. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, everything's good though. We're good. We had a good, we didn't do much, which, I mean, that's us. We don't generally do much to celebrate anniversaries. Just, you know, yeah. little things. But, yep. So, uh, other than that, we're all good. So, TV talk. Nostalgia. Back to that. Yeah. The first two episodes of Obi-Wan came out. Yeah. I, I yeah. like it. <laughs> Um, like the first episode, like I text you, I said, yeah, third sister's not playing. She wants what she yeah. wants. She's not trying to <laughs> beat around the bush. Like, look, we got to get this done. Like, yeah. I got my own mission. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't care if I got to undermine all y'all. I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> so, <clears throat> first of all, before you even talk about the show, let's get into this. Are, are you a fan of the prequels? I like Revenge of the Sith. The other two, they're okay, but the third one, that was my favorite. Okay. I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not for me. Yeah. Um, I really feel this is going to be, like, fan service for those that grew up. Like, the prequels were their Star Wars, much like the original 4, 5, and 6 were my Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so that's going to appeal to those people, which is fine. I mean, that's cool. I'm happy for them. I have a hard time watching them because the acting is so stale. The, the writing's even worse. Um, everything is a, everything is a CGI effect. They yeah. really remove themselves from using practical, which is what I dislike about those three movies the most. Yeah, I can agree there. I mean, I could kind of get by. I could kind of get over some stale dialogue even though it's so bad um but just everything needed to be cool <laughs> god Ugh, i just mm. uh and it's just hard for me to get through so i just don't watch them i've never i i have not introduced them to yorick at 11 years of age i don't okay. plan on introducing them to grayson at seven and a half I have no reason to. Um, if you, I, he may have watched them with his mom because his mom's a huge Ewan McGregor fan, so yeah. he may know it from. They may have watched them together. I, he has not watched them with me because 
We don't. We just don't do keep, that. Nope. Don't speak about the prequels. <laughs> do not, and don't you dare be watching them under my under my user thing for Disney Plus. You put it on your own. Create That's your profile. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You. You're. Use your own algorithm. Don't be yeah. don't be trying to mess up mine. <laughs> Putting that crap on it. Anyways, she's watching like what? What? Okay, we gotta have a talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, I feel like this show is really going to appeal to those people that grew up with the prequels, that grew up with Ian McGregor as Obi Wan, and mm-hmm. wanting to see more of that character. Um. There's a lot of Clone War stuff, and I think stuff from video games, both of which I know nothing about. Yeah. I know the movies, and that's it. Hell, I even know the TV movies <laughs> from back in the 80s. All yeah. the Ewok stuff, I know those, but... But this stuff, I, I'm... I would say I'm out, I will, will say I'm out of touch. Like, I just didn't watch them, so I'm not going to know who these characters are. Kind of like I'm... Uh, Boba Fett, there was a couple of characters in there. They're from animated stuff that I didn't watch, and you know that I haven't watched. So I'm not yeah. as I don't go, I don't, you know, I don't do the Leo meme. So right. you know, point into that. So I thought the first one was first episode's a little slow, but you know it's setting up everything, so it kind of has to be. Um, I like what they're doing with Leia's character. As a child, just being that very strong-willed, very independent, yeah, knows what she wants to, you know, and everything, and knows what she doesn't like. <clears throat> well spoken. <laughs> yeah, very. Um, everything else, she's just, you know, it's all right. Uh, but like you said, you know, third sister ain't playing around. No, Obi Wan got on this not a camel, not a horse, animal thing. And wrote as soon as he got it, I went, Well, where are you supposed to milk that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't see any udders on that sucker. I don't know where they're gonna milk that one, but the tongue. Yep. <laughs> God. <ugh. laughs> That's first not a thought. tongue. That was the first thought. That's not thought. Right. <laughs> it may be in his mouth, but it's not a tongue. Oh, all right. Yeah, I didn't even know that. But. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, mercy. But I think it's... I like that they are bringing back people from... Even if I'm not a fan, I like that they're using the same actors. Like Joel Edgerton still playing Owen Lars like he did in the, in, uh, in the prequel. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's Bonnie Pius Peace. Peace. I forgot how to pronounce it, but anyways, uh, the one from the next name cult. <laughs> yeah. Documentary. Uh, is, re- uh, is reprising her role as uh, Brew Lars. So, and yeah, it's just, I like the casting a lot. Um, but yeah, Third Sister ain't playing around. I said, you know, she's doing hardcore parkour through a lot of that. And then, you know, at the end, she's running, trying to jump on the ship. Um, and then she just kind of stops. I'm like, you just went and did all this crazy parkour and you can't jump on the ship? Right. <laughs> like, I feel like you kind of did that on purpose. 
So you can shake just your fist. Show, just show it off. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah. Darn you, Obi-Wan. Darn you. Uh, you got it. <laughs> got away. Uh. <laughs> and, you know, out of all this, I'm like, you know what her real superpower is going to be? Knowing where and what she wants for dinner. That's going to be her true superpower. <laughs> uh, got a list of things. Here you go. Pick one. Like, oh, all that right. one right well, that was quick. All right, cool. <laughs> oh, it's all on me. <laughs> Take care I did tell, so, you know, my, our, my anniversary post, I did post, I go, I say, here's to another year of the two of us going to, what do you want for dinner? I don't know what you want for dinner. I don't know what, you, what sounds good. This is a here's to another year of that. <laughs> of not want, knowing what we want for dinner. Because that's how both of us are. Because I really don't care. And then she, she's never sure. Prefers to choose. But of course, whenever I do choose, no, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I don't know what you want. But yeah. Uh, it's the favorites. Just choose right? from the favorites. <laughs> exactly. Uh but yeah, I think it's off to a good start. I'm curious to see where it goes. What they're planning on doing with it. I do find it. I do like how interesting it is that we, as the audience, obviously know Anakin's still alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remind me to tell you a horrible joke that I thought of while I was watching it. But if I tell it right now, then it's kind of spoil spoilery but not so just remind me to have some fun um and uh you know we all know the vaders a lot yeah but nobody else does in the show so we as the audience have essentially a leg up on the storyline so it's gonna be interesting to see to see obi-wan's reaction when he finds out then he could still alive. <clears throat> yeah. He didn't cut off the head. You got to cut off the head. Exactly. I mean, that's like rule number one. Unless you're Deadpool, whatever, it won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just grow a tiny little head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious where they go with everything. So that came out Wednesday. No, Friday. Friday. It's all. I'm, I think it was supposed to come out Wednesday, but then they put out Friday two. and did then drop two. two episodes. Yeah, which is well, good. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm so used to all Disney stuff being released on Wednesday. I'm just like, that was Wednesday. No, it wasn't. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> curious. Is that going to be every Wednesday release or every Friday? Right. Yeah, we'll find mm-hmm. out. The other thing that also dropped on Friday is season four of Stranger Things. Pretty intense from from the first episode already. Yeah, that's as far as I've gotten so far. I was talking to Kyle before we start recording. Mm-hmm. She says she's watched the first four episodes. Okay. So I think probably by the time I see her, she'll probably have it finished. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, I am about 10 minutes into the third episode. Yeah. And by the way, I checked, it is every Wednesday. So next okay. episode is June 1st, and then June 8th. So cool. so one is so first. So far, it is, man, it's, I would say it's off with a bang, but, you know, it's <laughs> it's off to a very strong start. There is a lot going on. Yeah, especially that first episode, the one having visions of her past. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that's that'd be kind of crazy, just, just, just zoning out and 
you're seeing everything, but everybody around you is not aware of what you're seeing. <laughs> right. And then you had to play it off like, you know, I'm just having an episode and that you need to figure some things out. And it turns out just, you know, it's a lot worse than that. So, yeah. Wait, it, uh, yeah. So half of our cast is now. So Will, who that poor kid. I'm sorry. The kid that plays Will, he's not caught a break with a decent haircut this entire series. Four, se- four seasons and not one decent haircut. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is wrong with Joyce? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, it's, and I'm already seeing where, I'm already seeing where it's going to be another, it's going to be another season where I don't care what happens to Jonathan and Nancy. I just yeah. don't. I didn't care what happened. I don't, they're my least favorite characters on that show. I just don't care. They're but they're not. They're, well, <laughs> yeah, they're not interesting. Like Jonathan's not interesting at all. He makes friends. Anyways, Will Byers, uh, Jonathan Byers, and and Joyce, and Eleven, aka Jane. <laughs> yeah, have all moved to sunny California. Started mm-hmm. over, creating new life. Eleven is still writing to Mike because they're still a couple, even though they live in somewhere else and and so they're writing back and forth but she's kind of she's writing to mike as if everything's fine and that she's made a lot of friends and that you know everything is going really well when in fact it is not so we're we're getting to that kind of point where we're just you know even though friends don't lie (laughs) i'm like oh but then she even says that to will it's like you're lying to me friends don't i'm like girl you're literally lying in all these letters you're writing to mike Mm. Yeah. (laughs) yeah but Trying to paint a good picture that doesn't exist. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I've seen is that is that Steve is now working at a family video of all places. And I just cracked up. I'm like, wow, naming a blockbuster. Right. But a family video, which is for those that don't know what a family video is, for those that don't know what a video store is. (laughs) (laughs) But a family family videos where they have like edited movies to take out uh Either like if they're like rated R movies, they'll take out some violent scenes or some sexually explicit scenes. They'll take out some naughty words to make it more family friendly. So basically they're they're censoring is what they're doing. It's a video store where they censor movies. Instead of MF, you're your mother lover. Yes. (laughs) I used to crack up at that watching movies like that on TV. I'm like, I know that's not what he said. Yeah. Mother lover. Okay. I mean, I guess. Not a bad thing. <laughs> like I love my mom. Yep, I know, right? Who, who doesn't? Yeah. But yeah, it. So that that part's hilarious, and you know, Dustin and his girlfriend are still, you know, still kind of together, and they're they're hacking into play. They're still hacking into places. And good grades. Yep, getting them get them grades. And then Lucas is now on a basketball team, so yeah. he's he's now a jock. So who knew? Yeah. Trying to fit in. Everybody's just trying to get in with it, trying to fit in and I guess be normal as best they can and still try to hold their friendship together. But you see issues, (laughs) problems. Yep. Yep. So Lucas now hang out with the jocks and then you hear or you see where Mike and Dustin are now part of this new Dungeons and Dragons group called the Hellfire Club. So which then introduces new characters, Eddie who looks just like Eddie Van Halen, which is great that they did that. I like, I like that little homage look. Yeah. Just like Billy looked like Rob Lowe from the last season. RIP Billy. <laughs> and he got it bad. Had a yeah. redemption in it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's off to a good start. Our buddy, Chad, 
Pete Snick, our former guest and friend, two-time guest, is a bus driver in the first episode. He uh, is a school teacher. I can't remember which episode, and he's going to play a cop in another episode. So I told him he's the Kirk from Gilmore Girls of Stranger Things, where he his character has many different roles throughout the city. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> gotta make that money, man. Yep, he's going to wind up being. Watch him be the central character to all of this. Dun, dun, dun. He's really gov- he's really a government agent that's been sent to look after these kids, and we just don't know it. Right. Hey, never know. Really, that that should be his motivation. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's and uh, Brett Gelman comes back to reprise his role. We find out Hopper's still alive somehow. Yeah. And uh, but he's in a Russian gulag somewhere and needing to get out. So it's very interesting start. Yeah. And then people, kids start, yeah, kids start having these visions of the past and then bad things start occurring to them. And then uh, and a couple go missing. We just go from there. Yeah. And then, then it takes off <laughs> and the Scooby gang has to get back together. At least for those that are around, <laughs> right. You know, or get, have to get back together. Mike goes to California to go visit uh, go visit Eleven for spring break. Things aren't what they were appeared to, you know, aren't what they are, what he thought it was for them. So he's having to go through those. And meanwhile, the rest of the gang, rest of the Scooby gang that's still left in Hawkins is having to Scooby do the shit and find uh, <laughs> <laughs> and find out what's happening to these kids, and why they're dead, why two of them now are dead. So what we're trying to say is it's off to a great bloody start. But yeah, it's so a lot of good stuff to watch. Indeed. Have you watched any, have you been watching anything else? I finally finished uh, Halo mm-hmm. season one. So, I mean, once I got past that kind of what I felt was forced intimacy between John and Makai, I was like, eh. But it got better after that. And then I liked the final episode. And just kind of wish what they was doing, you know, the act, heavy action points, what was it episode one and five? And then this, yeah. I'm like, they had kind of focused more on that. And then maybe had a stronger story for why they needed these artifacts. Cause we still don't know what happened to the girl from the beginning. Like she, they just kind of wrote her out for the last yeah. three episodes. And yep. Bo King Woodbine's character. I don't know. Maybe they'll pop up next season. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I am curious, you know, because I, I mean, oh. it's something to watch. <laughs> I just wish that just just get rid of the that that whole romance thing. If they just left that out, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Um, then I watched. I'm still watching Joe Pickett on Paramount Plus. I okay. watched the last two that I missed, and um, I need to read that first book, but I've got that. Somebody's reading it right now, so oh, I, I think you. they'll return it. But um, it's based on the first book, Open Season. This season one, and it was originally on Spectrum, and then I was like, "It's made by Paramount. Why don't they have it on Paramount Plus?" And then, boom, it's on Paramount Plus. And so, there you go. Yeah, so they're bringing season one, one episode at a time every Sunday, and I think season two should be coming up sometime in the fall. But I'm liking it so far. It's 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 interesting. <laughs> Joe Pickett just seems kind of maybe not made for his position as game warden, but then also. Right for the position, <laughs> you know, because they, they put him in a position because they thought they could they could control him, but 
no, he's a little more able than what they thought. <laughs> so, it's pretty good so far. Okay. Awesome. I think that might be... Yes, that's all I've watched this week, TV-wise. All right. Well, let's get into our feature presentation. Finally. Finally, finally. After two to three delays. Pushback. Pushback. Yep. The inevitable finally came. Top Gun Maverick was released in theaters this Friday, May 27th. Runtime of 2 hours and 11 minutes. Rated PG-13. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. This was directed by Joe Kaczynski and written by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr. Uh, sorry, it was those were based on characters created by those gentlemen. Uh, story is by Peter Craig, Justin Marks, Aaron Kruger, and Eric Warren Singer. Starring Tom Cruise as Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Jennifer Connelly as Penny Benjamin, the Admiral's daughter. <laughs> um, Miles Teller as Lieutenant Bradley Rooster Bradshaw. Val Kilmer makes a, an appearance as Admiral Tom Iceman Kaczynski. Bashir Salahuddin as Bernie Hondo Coleman, also known as, as we come to find out, Patrick Super Soldier Doppelganger. <laughs> yes, secret, indeed. Secret missions under the radar. Secret <laughs> Patrick's got a side hustle <laughs> that we just don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the entire time, because I took your work to go see this in 40X, which, if you're able to see, if you have a theater that has 40X, do yourself a favor and pay the extra money to see this movie in 40X. It is worth it for this is this experience. Yes. Like this movie was made for 4DX. That's like yes. it's it is I it has been the most enjoyable probably next to well, it maybe even more than Star Wars when for the first time we went. Yeah. Um like Fast 9 was fine, but not near as good as these last two. Yeah. It was as far as experience. Um but yeah, if you if you can, please watch it in 40x. Uh, but as soon as Hondo came on the screen, I went, I looked at York and I go, I said, didn't that dude look like Patrick? Like if Patrick would have taken Captain America's super soldier serum? <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh my god, Daddy, you're right. <laughs> like the glasses and everything, the the glasses stash. and stash, glasses, everything. Like, all right. Sultry. Remember my money. Remember my money. Yeah, it's great. Uh, John Hamm uh, as Admiral Bo Cyclone Simpson. I mean, he played a great a hole in this movie. Yeah. I didn't like him. Yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, he is great like this. And it's just, yeah. Uh, Charles Parnell as Admiral Solomon Warlock Bates, which, seriously, Warlock. That is a great call sign. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's great. That fits that character too. Uh, then we have our our new pilots, Monica Barbaro as Lieutenant Natasha Phoenix Trace, Lewis Pullman as Lieutenant Robert Bob Floyd. What dang? Can't get okay, a better I one. Worried, I was worried about Bob. I'm like, man. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do give you, <laughs> Yeah, they can't give you a slick call sign. You got to just be stuck with Bob. Right. Damn. Damn. He's very much a Bob. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jay Ellis as Lieutenant Ruben Payback Fitch. Danny Ramirez as Lieutenant Mickey Fanboy Garcia. And then uh, Gwen Powell as Lieutenant Jake Hangman Saracen. He was awesome. As yeah. like basically the, he was like a combination of of Iceman and Maverick, like in yeah. one character. Like he's yeah, it, it was like I was I was like I like him. He's like the combination of the two. Arrogant risk taker. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and then Jack Schumacher as Lieutenant Neil Omaha, Vikander, Manny Jacinto as Lieutenant Billy Fritz Evalon. Kara Wang as Lieutenant Kelly Halo Bassett and uh, Greg Tarzan Davis as Lieutenant Javi Coyote Machado. And then two more Jake Picking as Lieutenant Brigham Harvard Winnix. Raymond Lee as Lieutenant Logan Yale Lee. So, and then of course Ed Harris is in it as Rear Admiral Chester Hammer Kane. Just a cameo more than anything. I thought he. I honestly thought he was going to be in it more. Yeah. But not so much. So this movie had everything in it. I mean, it had from the moment that be, that first bell tone. Boom. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Boom. I'm like. I'm like, oh snap, we're starting. Like I, like to me, I'm like, oh, like because if you grew, up, if you're like me and grew up watching the original over and over and over and over, mm-hmm. just that Harold Faltermeyer uh, score, it's just something that you're just like, it gets your blood going and you get you hyped, and so just hearing that boom, that that bell, that the bell tone just start, you know, like, Oh snap, we're getting ready to do this. And like, it's like, Oh, we're going to do a great, like that feeling of nostalgia just swells over you from the get from the jump. And the having you shown, all they're showing is prologue dialogue, just like they did in the original. And there's so much that's almost shot for shot at the, uh, Essentially, the credits part, opening credits of the movie. It's almost like shot for shot, and such a but updated, like it's yeah. it's the same, but the planes aren't, you know, F fourteen Comcats or F eighteens and whatever else they're flying now, and it's like just boom, then we're off, and then it it does an amazing job just grabbing your nostalgia feels. At first, yeah. But at the same time, introducing you to new characters, like just right away, yeah. And then, you know, fast, you know, then it moves to 
out in the desert. You, know, you see Maverick working on an old prop plane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he obviously, is, <laughs> it's been 30 years. I mean, Tom Cruise will be, on July 3rd, Tom Cruise will turn 60 this year. He doesn't look 60, but, I mean, oh. he hasn't looked... He hasn't looked like he's in his fifties for twenty years, you know, for ten years. Like True. he still looked like he's in his thirties. And then just within the past couple of movies, you're like, whoa. All right, we're finally we're finally aging. Because <laughs> like yeah. his regeneration juice, Scientology super juice that he drinks or whatever, I don't know. I guess is where <laughs> Yeah, losing it's it's a uh, he's becoming his body's becoming acclimated to it, so not having the same desired effect. Yeah. But I mean, but he looks great though. I mean, he still looks great. Yeah, I agree. I only, I only hope I look that good at 60. <laughs> I mean, considering it's 30 years later, I'm like, Hey, yep. Tell me it's like 15. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I like how everybody in this movie are like, it's like, all right, old man, let's go. I'm like, Oh, dude, he looks like he could be your cousin. Right. <laughs> like, not, even, not even your grandpa, but he looks like he'd be your cousin or something. <laughs> maybe not, Maybe the cool uncle. I don't know. But, yeah, it's just like, come on. like. <laughs> I mean, he probably is almost old enough to be their grandfather. There's a couple of them in there. True. But he doesn't look it. Nope. He doesn't look it at all. VC Maverick, you know, he's still... Doing whatever he wants to do. Test piling this this new top secret, I guess, you know, plane. Mm-hmm. And but yet this but yet Ed Harris's character is wanting to shut it down. Well he's like, Well, we're gonna go do this anyways. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like they're trying to do a test run for what, Mach nine, and like, well, we want it ten. Like, yeah. All right. We can do that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's go. Let's give him ten. Yeah. And you know, because he's got to prove that it can be done and that, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, he, you know, he messes up and then gets sent back to Top Gun. Push the <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, because Iceman is now an admiral, you know, he keeps more or less bailing them out. Yeah. And keeping them from getting grounded. So he sends them to top gun uh to teach these this new group of these new group of top gun i guess recruits i don't know people that have been selected for a very for a very special mission mission best of the best for this mission yep yeah where they had to take out like this uranium site or something but it's very difficult because it's in this mountain Mm kind of down this mountain valley so they have to really so it takes a lot. It's very tricky to do, very hard to maneuver. Plus, there's missiles all along the ridge canyons. Yep. So you have to stay at a very, very low altitude to get to go through this canyon so you're not detected by these missiles. And it's very tricky. So as he's trying to teach these new cadets how to maneuver and basically dogfight, because that after they blow the thing up, they have to then be able to get back, but then you'll have the missiles being shot at you because you will now be at a higher altitude. Right. Not to mention you will then signal whatever aircraft there is 
that's coming after you. So you had to be, so you had to really be engaging in dog fighting, mm-hmm. which all of this, you know, is not that a lot of things are difficult, but not for him, but it's going to be hard for him to teach these other more, uh, this younger crew that of course has the arrogance and the confidence that he had when he was younger <laughs> when in the original and having to basically try and humble them by showing them that they're, how they're doing it wrong. Right. And one of those characters is, uh, miles tells miles Teller's character, uh, rooster. And he is goose's son. The two of them, uh, have a very intense relationship, <laughs> say the least. Uh, it's not, well, intense, a very tense relationship because before, before Rooster's mom passed away, AKA Meg Ryan's character, not in this movie, uh, passed away. She made Maverick promise that, that she wouldn't, that he wouldn't let Rooster get in the airplane and basically had the same, you know, have the possibility of the same thing happening to him that happened to goose. Right. So four years prior, basically Maverick put the kibosh on rooster getting selected to be a pilot in the Navy. So there's been drama ever since they haven't really spoken, but Maverick still tries to look out for him no matter, you know, be his angel. Yes. I mean, Tom Cruise is great, but my God, Miles Teller is amazing in this. Yeah. I mean, he's an amazing act. I've, I've loved him ever since I saw him in the spe- spectacular now with um, Shailene Woodley. It's a really cute coming of age uh, team rom-com. Definitely recommend if you haven't seen it yet, but it's like, I knew there was something there then. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's going to be the next John Cusack. I thought, cause he, has a lot of his the roles he chooses he invokes a lot of things I see in John Cusack as an actor and I kind of see that kind of charming uh, confidence mm-hmm. but yet you know but also some vulnerability so to watch and he's in the offer which is you know uh, that's on Paramount Plus about the making of the Godfather movie and he's stellar in that and then watch and then going to watch this too and it's just like wow like it's like he he's he's in the zone right now like he's got i mean he's been just lights out in the past few things i've seen him in and i've i mean i've always liked him anyways outstanding actor but he really shines here like he really you you like I'm watching him going, wow, he really looked like he could be goose's son. Mm-hmm. Like the similarities is just ridiculous. Yep. Although goose sings better. I think <laughs> we can't pick up everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it, he's just lights out. I love the fact that they brought back or not brought back that they actually, <laughs> That they didn't bring. I'm glad they didn't bring him back, Charlie, because I didn't like her character anyways. Um, but I am glad that they did actually create a role for Penny Benjamin, which is briefly mentioned in, the, very briefly mentioned in the first one. Uh, 
mm-hmm. in the first Top Gun. Um, and so uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad they actually made this a character. And they tried to make and they they didn't make this a love story, love story. It's right. just, you know, they've had a past and that they've been together and that things never work out. But they're both getting older. And mm-hmm. they both know they kind of need some, st- not stability, but they like they need somebody in their, they both need each other in their lives. Yeah. And it's just, it's just great to see two, like non, two older adults. I want to say, I hate saying older, but two adults that aren't the young kids, you know, in this film needing yeah. the, needing the, you know, needing the love story. It's the older characters trying to be like, listen, you know, we obviously have something we're both not really getting younger, but it's great because there's a scene where Tom Cruise has to try and sneak out of Penny Benjamin's house before her daughter gets before her daughter sees her. Yeah. So she makes him climb out the <laughs> climb out the uh, window. <laughs> and just, he's like, I'm not climbing out a window. He's like, you are climbing out this window. So this will be the last so cl- time. <laughs> yes, this will be the last time then. So he climbs out the window, he lands, and then there's her daughter right there on the porch. <laughs> like, as well went out the front door. <laughs> yep. Saying, don't break her heart again. So it's yeah. just. You get and, the history. Like, it's not just yeah. thrown in there. It, it, yeah. They explain it in a way where you're like, okay, it's believable. Mm-hmm. Instead of just tacked on like, eh. That was my, that's, I think that's my biggest issue with the first movie. I just didn't believe that relationship. Yeah. That, I'm like. That's the only thing I didn't like about that first one. Yeah. I, well, and they didn't. So there's a lot going on with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> they did not get along on set. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> you could kind of feel that in the movie. Because uh, I had read some things where, yeah, they just did not, for whatever reason, like they just weren't. They didn't click. Uh, yeah, they just didn't click. Um, yeah, and it just shows, like, it just, I mean, other than the one very staged, the take my breath away scene in in the movie, which, that one was just a bit much. Like, even, like, as, as a kid, I just hated it. Like, I just fast forward on the VCR. VCR yeah. is a thing I hope now. Um, just fast forward, and then, uh, now i just like, this is just, this isn't even, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just gross. Anyways, yeah. Um, Nobody wants to see anyone's tongue just like just right there in the silhouette. It's gross. It's gross. Mm. <laughs> uh, and I still don't like that song. Thirty years later, still don't like it. Uh, anyways, and it's the one thing I really wish they would have done. Okay, so when they show the bar scene, the first bar scene, I'm like, oh sweet, they're at the Kansas City Barbecue, which is where I went and visited. Um, when we were on vacation in California and we drove mm-hmm. the same, we were in San Diego, went to the Kansas City barbecue, got some pictures with the piano, the goose played at and everything. It's a lot smaller and they don't have, uh, beer steins hanging from the ceiling. Like they do in this one. Mm-hmm. They had actually, they had like bras and stuff hanging from the ceiling fan. That's not being used. It's one of those type of things. Yeah. Um, but they had Top Gun memorabilia literally everywhere. So I'm like, oh, sweet. They're back at Kansas City Barbecue, not the bar and everything. But then it shows they're at some other bar, the High Dive, 
or something like that or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, that's actually off of a beach. I'm like, well, this place wasn't off a of beach. So, <laughs> like, I mean, just they just shot it somewhere else. And they just used a bar that was similar to it, but it wasn't the same one that they used. I don't think it was supposed to, let me rephrase that. I don't think it's supposed to be the same place that was in the first one. That's in just have, just have similar features. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, but yeah, it does have similar features. Um, but it was still fun. Uh, uh, there is, yeah, there's, there's some good humor in it. It's not very much. I mean, it's because it's more action focused, yeah. but there are some good parts that are kind of funny in it. Uh, but the action's intense. The dog fighting scenes and when they're rehearsing and everything are, are ridiculously good. One is because the first movie was groundbreaking was groundbreaking because it was the first movie to have cameras shooting <laughs> inside airplanes and side by side, you know, mm-hmm. having cameras mounted to the actual aircraft to shoot those scenes. So it was groundbreaking on that front. This one's even more so because the cameras have gotten better. The planes are different. So you really see that these pilots are in these airplanes. Yeah. Sorry. These actors portraying pilots are in these aircraft. Like this is not CGI. Right. This is all practical and to get you the most realistic experience. So, and I read that, uh, the plane that Tom Cruise was test, you know, was the test pilot for at the beginning that they needed to go to Mach nine or they, he was flying Mach nine, but you need to get to 10. Mm-hmm. That and this is in the trailers, so I'm not giving anything away. But even if you just watch rewatch the trailer, you see this this part that I'm talking about. When the plane takes off and it goes right over Ed Harris, which is that's who that is. That's his back, at least. Mm-hmm. It flies right over his right over his head, and you see the guard shack right behind it. The roof come off the guard shack. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> but that's how fast that plane was going that it basically destroyed the the guard shack Dang. and they couldn't they couldn't fix it to you know they would have to essentially rebuild it for another take so they just got the one take nice the destroyed part of because it, it essentially destroyed part of the set yeah so i was like wow <laughs> i'm pleasant i was so happy that this was as good as it was right now here's the next so the so that's coming from someone that you know it's coming from me who's loved this movie or loved the original movie ever since it came out and it's honestly one of the reasons why i wanted to get into why what really kind of helped start my brain going you know maybe i should actually get into doing film Maybe this is something I could get into and be in from watching this, watching the original, like over and over going, this would be fun. This would be something I could probably do, you know, as a job. Yeah. And it was that, you know, the original just kind of spurred that kind of wheels turning and everything. So I had a lot of, I tried to keep my expectations very low because when this movie was announced, I was like, Why? Why can't yeah. we just leave things alone? Some things, not everything needs a sequel. Why can't we just 
Like some things just we just need to not touch. Right. But here we are. So I was very pleasantly surprised when the review started coming out and the Rot Tomato score came out really high. I'm like, oh my god, this might actually be really good. Mm-hmm. This is going to be amazing. So, with that being said, next thing. If you haven't seen the original, can you watch this and enjoy it? So, answer to that question. York doesn't remember watching the first one. I know he doesn't because he was pretty young when yeah. I tried when I tried watching it, introducing it to him to watch, and he went and got distracted and went off did other things while I had it on. So I know he doesn't remember it. So pretty much for him, without seeing the original and just seeing this one, he loved it. He thought it was so good. He's actually gone and talked to other people about how much he really enjoyed this movie. Now, I don't know if that, how much of it is he enjoyed it because of the 4DX experience or how much he actually enjoyed the actual movie. So, but he was just talking about the movie. I think he liked the actual movie because he was talking about the actual movie, things that occurred in the movie, not, not how the seats moved or how it was cool that, you know, it shot out this or smoke and strobe and all this other stuff. Yeah. All, all that stuff was cool while this part was on. It was it was really cool that during this scene, you know, the uh but things that actually occurred in the movie. So that's so I think you really enjoyed it for that. And I think I was about Yorick's age, maybe a little bit younger when the first one came out, because it came out in eighty seven. Um so I would have been 10. So, yeah, I would have been right at York's age. Yeah. So, yeah, peak time. So, loved it, loved it, loved it. Going to go see it again. Same. <laughs> I mean, I was considering IMAX. But then I was thinking, man, it'd be cool if they had a 4DX IMAX theater. Right. Oh, my and God. And you actually had, like, like, special made theater where you had an actual cockpit, which you sat in. <laughs> couldn't really move and if they do the little little barrel roll and it's fun i mean i'd probably be doing too much yeah. but yeah but but i'm just like that would be cool so I the so, last time i saw anything in imax was an, a mission impossible movie okay that's, that was eesh, that was the one with paul Patton. i can't remember which one that was but that's the last one i saw first and last one i saw in imax i never saw any other movie in imax rogue nation i think it was rogue nation where the kremlin falls down it's the one where, he, where he's scaling on the wall on the on the building and his the magnet hands fail him. Rub Nation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's the first and last movie I saw in IMAX. Oh wait. And that was twenty twelve. So ten years ago. No, sorry, Ghost Protocol. My bad. Ghost okay. Protocol. That's what it is. Yep. But yeah, ten years ago was my first and last IMAX okay. experience and I haven't <laughs> like I wanted to see Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, but then when this movie came out it took took that place. Yeah. I'm like, Dang it. Right. So mo- hopefully they re release Doctor Strange and IMAX at least limited time before they pull it yeah so i'd like to for sure see that in imax but um but yeah i mean i did enjoy this outside of the 40x stuff you know you had great casting strong story believable um i guess romance <laughs> yeah believable didn't feel tacked on um and yeah rooster i was just like man 
they got him spot on. Like mm-hmm. that, that's Goose's son. Um, and it, it, they pretty much the weight of the danger of this mission was you felt it despite some of the lighthearted things. You're like, yeah, they're having fun right now, or they're you know they have the little beach scene and all that, mm-hmm. and but they still know <laughs> this is this is a very possibly non-survivable type deal where yeah. somebody you know may not make it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I for me, you know, since you know I, I only watched Top Gun last year and talked about it, mm-hmm. that's like my first time watching it completely all the way through. I did like this one a little more. <laughs> yeah. So not to say not taking thing away from the first one. It's just this was right. a great sequel. And that's yeah. rare. Yeah. It's rare. It is. It's very rare. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well we'll leave it with that and then until we revisit that with our friends. Um all right, what's your next one? So saw a movie that is not my typical movie. It was kind of just a, I guess, I don't know why I went to see it, <laughs> but I checked out Downton Abbey, A New Era. I've never watched the series, haven't seen any other, I think it was like one other movie before this. I know nothing of it other than the name. <laughs> so I'm going in, I did watch like a, two recap videos summarizing the, the six seasons. And so I was like, I still don't know what I'm walking into. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Patrick, you can put your pinky. Down. You can put your pinky down, man. It's pinky fine. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to get all into that. We're just talking. <laughs> so this came out May twentieth, twenty twenty two, so a week ago. Uh, Runtime of two hours and five mi- five minutes, and directed by Simon Curtis, and starring. There's only two actors that I recognize in this, which is Maggie Smith and Dominic West. Maggie Smith, because I watched at least one Harry Potter movie. Yeah, and then yeah. Dominic West, because I watched a little bit of The Wire. Yep. I didn't know anybody else. <laughs> or at least I didn't recognize them if I'd seen anybody Best else in another movie. Michelle Dockery's been in some things. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, just people I'm not too familiar with. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Hugh Bonneville as Robert Crowley. Elizabeth McGovern as He's- Cora Crowley. Maggie Smith, Violet Crowley. Uh, <clears throat> as mentioned Michelle Dockery as Lady Mary Talbot, Laura Mc- Laura Carmichael as Edith Pelham, Jim Carter, Charles Carson, Phyllis Logan as Elsie Carson, Dominic West, Guy Dexter, and Laura Haddock as Myrna Dal Dalgleish. I guess that's how you say it. <laughs> um, this is the follow-up to the 2019 feature film in which the Crowley family and Downton staff received a royal visit from the king and queen. Here. They get a visit from film studio that wants to produce a movie using their location. Um, a few notes. Uh, Violet re- receives a villa after the death of a man she spent maybe a week with. <laughs> and um, immediately gives it to one of her granddaughters, I believe. But there's some mm-hmm. controversy about that because the man who passed his wife was not too happy about that. Like, how is it? I'm married to you, but you leave this woman the villa that we frequent yearly. <laughs> So you have that going on. Uh, The film studio wants to use the location to shoot a new silent film. Um, Then you have a couple of characters that are dealing with potentially fatal illnesses. And then two of the popular actors, played by Dominic West and Laura Haddock, they're 
popular in silent films, but this is the time where the talkies are starting to become more popular. Yep. And so they're facing a moment where this film studio is considering shutting down production because talkies make more money than silent films. And so while one is probably going to do well because he because ha- that person has acting chops, the other's not too yeah. sure. Right. Because talkie wise, you know, may not do so well. And then there's a trip taken by some of the other founding members to figure out the secret or the story behind the villa acquisition. And then what I really like is the film within the film. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, like overall, I end up liking it, like going in, knowing absolutely nothing about these characters, the story, anything. It was, it was enjoyable. <laughs> I mean, it surprised me. I didn't think, and I watched <laughs> it after work. I watched it after work. It was a 1040 show and, and I'm like, man, I'm probably going to fall asleep on this. Yep. And no, man, kept my interest. Good story. And I feel like even though I've never watched the season, I got a good understanding of the characters and what they've yeah. gone through. And like there's there's a little moment toward the end. I'm like, man, I didn't think that was going to get me. But <laughs> I feel like I've been with these characters the whole time and I've only spent two and a half, two, two hours with them. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, it's pretty decent. Awesome. I'm not sure if it'll make me go back and watch the six seasons, but I feel like, you know, I feel like it did justice to what little bit I do know. I think I've only watched two seasons, maybe three. Yeah. Maybe. And then I haven't watched any after that. I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> That's pretty much. But Hugh Bonneville, you know, from Paddington. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's three. <laughs> it's three now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sure. it, it was. It surprised me. I'm like, all right. I, I left. I walked out like, yeah, that wasn't bad. <laughs> like, I start taking more chances on things that aren't normally my cup, cup of, tea, of tea, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> Next pinky thing. Up. You know, is that, you, yep. Pinky up, bro. <laughs> you know, as you're <laughs> lifting your drink to go take it. What am I doing? Oh my God. <laughs> Stop it. Down. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Very rigid pinky by the end. <laughs> Spot of tea. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, I wish I could say the same thing about this next one. Uh, <laughs> so, the other day, uh, we were trying to find something to watch. Grayson wanted to find something to watch. So I couldn't. I had it's slim pickings on anything new. So we watched uh, on Netflix. They released a Marmaduke movie. Uh, it is an hour and twenty eight minutes long. It is not by any of the major studios. It's by some independent studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, a legendary dog trainer believes he can transform Marmaduke from an undisciplined but lovable dog into the first Great Dane to win the World Dog Championship. Starring the voice talents of Pete Davidson as Marmaduke, J.K. Simmons as Zeus, Dave Keckner as Phil, Mary Hart, of all people, uh, as Entertain Mutt tonight host. Uh, Julie Nathanson as the voice of Dottie, Terry Douglas as the voice of Billy, Aaron Fitzgerald as the voice of Barbara, Stephen Stanton as King Tut, Brian Hull 
the voice of Guy, and so on. It is directed by Mark A.Z. DePay, Yunki Lee, Phil Nibelink, and Matt Philip Whelan. So four directors for this movie. So I guess they had directed segments. Yeah. So a lot of good voice talent. Uh, however, <laughs> this movie was a little tough for me to watch. And I can watch just about anything with Grayson. Yeah. I have for eight years with her. <laughs> well, seven and a half years. Sorry. Uh, this one was old, one of the harder ones to watch for me. It's the animation is not the animation looks like it's about 10 years old. Maybe not that long, but it's like older style animation. It also seems like the body types of the humans are they're kind of remind me of like Despicable Me humans, like how they're drawn, like with like the twig legs and then the bigger torso and then maybe a skinner skinnier sorry skinny legs bigger uh bottom torso skinny upper torso and then like a weird odd shaped head yeah so it it's very disproportionate and yeah the dialogue's kind of rough to get through no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is rough to get through. Yeah. Uh, even the moments that are meant to be funny didn't come across funny to me. Like I just like I've we've watched some where I'm like like the Rescue Rangers movie. I was cracking up on some of those parts. That's a kids movie. Mitchell's versus the machines, kids yeah. movie. Busting up laughing in that one. So it's not like it's just a. This one isn't funny to isn't will not be funny to adults. Grayson is enjoying you know enjoyed it, so it's definitely good for its target audience. It's definitely something for young kids to watch by themselves <laughs> on a on a device with their headphones on while their parents watch something they would like to watch, um, or something for them to watch in their room. I don't know. Somewhere not for the entire family though. Right, because the adults, adults won't like it. Kids probably will. Um, you know, there's a part where Marmaduke eats too much and then has really bad gas, and then, you know, apparently stinks up the entire neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah, it's stuff like that. Um, but even the premise that Marmaduke ruins everything is, I mean, he's a big dog. Great Danes actually are great pets to have indoors, but yet. They treat Marmaduke as if he just can't be anywhere. Like maybe Marmaduke just has PTSD or something from <laughs> from being a puppy. Yeah. And I don't know, but uh, it wasn't enjoyable to me. It was difficult. Um, so maybe not. If you're looking for something for family movie night, maybe skip this one and find something else. Uh, more enjoyable. If you're just needing something to put on for your kid to watch, this would be a good one for them to watch by themselves. 
So there you go. Marmaduke Duke. So my other offer, I checked out the Bob's Burger movie or the Burger of Bob movie, <laughs> which also released this past Friday. Runtime of an hour and 42 minutes. It's not a bad thing, but it did feel longer. <laughs> felt a little longer. It's like it just seemed like a extended episode, so to speak, which is not a terrible gotcha. thing. Yeah. Um, directed by Lauren Bouchard and Bernard Derriman. Stars <clears throat> H. John Benjamin as John Belcher, plus a few others. Dan Mintz as Tina Belcher. Eugene Merman as Gene Belcher. Larry Murphy as Teddy. John Roberts. Weird. John Roberts as Linda Belcher. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Chris, <laughs> Kristen, um, Kristen Shaw is a horse. <laughs> Kristen Shaw's horse. Look at her dance and look at her go. Sorry, that's a that's a that's a YouTube video that everyone should have to watch. I feel okay. like it's 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 it is must requirement. Must requirement. <laughs> Kristen Shaw. Yep, just look up Kristen Shaw as a horse on YouTube, and uh, you may get you'll laugh, then you'll get annoyed, and then and then you'll be like, okay, this is kind of run its course, and then you'll be back to laughing again. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> All the emotions all in one video. And all it is is just repeating that exact same thing while she dances. So it's kind of like a Stockholm thing where you're like, ah, then you just accept it. <laughs> but, they did a whole, like they did a whole This American Life segment about that one video. Dang. Anyways, sorry, wow. continue. Christian uh, Shaw, uh, Louise, Louise Belcher, uh, David Wayne Grover. I mean, David Wayne as Grover. This whole thing, uh, fish owner. I always kept thought they kept saying fish owner because I never heard the D. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, he's a fish owner. That's just my poor listening. <laughs> um, Zach Galifianakis plays Felix Fish Odor, and Kevin Klein is Calvin Fish Odor. So the Belchers try to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it, while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. So. <laughs> The Belchers, they're behind in their loan payments, and they're trying to get an extension. So Bob got has this idea, I'm going to take him a burger with the, with the egg on it. Um, needs to say the extension doesn't go through because, you know, they're so late behind. And then the person to go to see is now no longer eating meat. <laughs> so it gets going vegan. So mm-hmm. bad timing. And then the sinkhole uh, forms, like, directly in front of the restaurant so people can't walk in unless they have them go in through the alley. So they kind of... <laughs> You know, they're trying to make enough money to pay their loan off in seven days. Um, and then the sinkhole, they find a dead body, which happens to be one of the carnies from the car- from the. I can't think of the name of the carnival place, but it's a carny. Uh, the owner of the restaurant or the property gets blamed for it, but Luis doesn't quite believe that he did it, so she's trying to figure out. <laughs> What's really going on? And then also, she gets called a baby at school because she keeps wearing her hat. Yeah. And so she gets kind of a, a dare to do the monkey bars, to hang upside down. And they're like, oh, you're afraid to do it because you're going to lose your hat and whatnot. And so apparently she's been wearing that hat since she was young, <laughs> like for, for a long yeah. time. Never take it off. And um, so she's trying to prove that she's not a baby by going into the sinkhole. And that's how the body's found. Then you have Tina that's trying to ask Jimmy Jr. to be her summer boyfriend. And you know how that could go or not go. Right. And then Jane wants to unveil a new musical instrument 
for his band so they can play, you know, start performing. And then this it even has um, slick musical elements elements in it. So there's some singing, but animated musicals are fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll, okay, I'll allow it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it just seems like a like a longer version of an episode. I thought it was funny. Um, you know, I've only watched a few episodes, maybe a couple seasons of Bob's Burgers. But um, I mean, if you're familiar with the show, same characters, same voices. You know, it's 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 good. It's a good watch. Okay, I have seen one episode, and that's it. Yeah, and that's been forever ago. Um, but yeah, it, it uh, but it, it looks funny. It's just I just haven't got around. I probably should watch it though, because it does have a lot of people, a lot of actors, voice actors that I really like. Yeah. But this movie does have a ton of people. Yeah. Um, like Megan Mullally, Tim Meadows, Kurt Braunohler is the one that does the video with Christian Shaw. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Pamela Alden, Aziz. Is in it. Uh, David Wayne, Zach Galifianakis, Billy Eichner, Gary Cole, Stephanie Beatrice, John Michael Higgins, Rob Hubel, like Paul F. Tompkins, Todd Berry, Will Forte, Bill Hader, Jordan Peele, Joe Latrulio, Andy Daly, Ken Jones. It's like it's literally just I, I could just keep going and going and going. <laughs> it's just ridiculous how many how many uh, comedic actors and voice talent there are in this. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I love Eugene Merman's stand up is actually pretty good. Uh, if you've ever, if you ever get a chance to listen to it, it's actually pretty funny. I've always enjoyed him. It's weird. He kind of looks like Gene. <laughs> right. <laughs> it might have been done on purpose. <laughs> All right. Let's get into trailers. Uh, we've got a couple of TV ones that dropped during Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. and basically just another reason for Disney to <laughs> drop some stuff. Uh, the trailer for the new Star Wars series, Andor, prequel to prequel series to Star Wars' Rogue One, in an era fil- filled with danger, deception, and intrigue, Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. Series premieres Wednesday, August 31st. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, no, that can't be right. Okay. 12 episodes. Yeah. Although, this is already showing like two seasons. That can't be right either. <laughs> we'll just go with there's 12 episodes and see if that turns out to be right. Uh, next, there's a new trailer. Um, probably the trailer that shows too much, but a uh, new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder that comes out July 8th. So depending on how much you want to know about the movie going in, we'll decide. We'll depend. We'll probably help you decide if you want to watch this trailer yeah. or not. But it shows Christian Bale as is it Gore, the God Butcher or something like that. I think. I don't know. He sounds right. Yeah, he looks like one of the one of the albinos from Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then 
the trailer for the new Willow series also dropped. So, uh, that drops November 30th with eight episodes. So, an unlikely group of heroes set off on a dangerous quest to to places far beyond their home where they must face their inner demons and come together to save the world. Uh, with Warwick Davis reprising his role as Willow Uftgood and Aaron Kellyman from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as Jade, and then Tony Revolori from Spider-Man movies, Flash Thompson. Uh, also in it, let's see here. Ralph Innocent, who's been in some things. It looks like about it. And then lastly, the next Netflix uh, action movie, The Gray Man, starring Captain America himself, Chris Evans, as uh, <laughs> with a mustache. So I'm not sure about that <laughs> look, but... When the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. Starring Ana de Armas, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Jessica Henwick, Regé Jean Page, Billy Bob Thornton, Alfred Woodard, and try to see if there's anybody else. So, looks interesting. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. Uh, we'll drop on Netflix. It's like July 15th. I think they moved it up a week. Oh, Select Theaters July 15th on Netflix July 22nd. So there you go. Cool. And that's it. And then coming out this Friday. Man, can you believe we're already in June? I was fine. <laughs> already, man. We're already going to June. It's crazy. Crazy business. Coming out this week is Watcher. Dun, dun, dun. And in two weeks, Jurassic World Dominion. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, just a look ahead. And then the 17th, Lightyear, The Lost Girls. The 24th, Marcel, The Show with Shoes On, Elvis, and The Black Phone. Not Elvis and The Black Phone. Elvis, <laughs> next movie, The Black Phone. There we go. There you go. So. Awesome, possible. Yeah, Mar- Marcel, I'm just curious if there's going to be a twist in that. Man. It just seems too normal. <laughs> it's it's going to wind up with Evelyn from everywhere, everything everywhere all at once as the rock with the <laughs> eyes on it, with the googly eyes. Just be a rock. Like, oh, sorry. Wrong movie. Just be, wrong universe. Yep. yep. Sorry, wrong universe. <sighs> Interesting. All right, my friend. I think that's it. All righty. Okay. Well, we hope everyone has a good, safe 
Memorial Day and take time to remember those that have uh, bravely served our country and weren't able to return home. So, this day. All right. Well, I hope you. I hope everyone has an amazing week. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.